Hey Go Church family, this is Gilbert and I'm glad to be here with you for week two of our podcast. I'm sitting here with Pastor Matt Hadabo. Hello everyone. And we're very excited about how this month is going. We're very excited about this series and about the discussions that we've been having so far in our grow groups. How has grow group been going for you? Do you have any testimonies that you'd like to share? Yeah, we want to hear um, testimonies. And even if it's something small, uh, we, uh, I, I know a pastor, uh, he used to say, even if the Lord gave you something small like a pocket knife, which is, uh, we don't carry pocket knives too much here in Lebanon, but he, he said, even if you um, get something small from the Lord, we want to share it because we want to we grow in our uh, habit of thankfulness. Yeah. And um, they they do, I think that church does a very good job of that, where they give God all the credit and they give the devil none. That's good. Yeah. That's good. What, what you said about thankfulness. It's good to always be thankful and it helps us look ahead at what he's going to do as well. Exactly. It puts us in a position to receive more. That's right. So we want to hear about your experiences with grow groups. We want to hear about all these things that you're learning, all these things that you're seeing, and all these things that are changing in your lives. We want to hear about them. So we encourage you to reach out and share because we want to talk about them during this podcast. One thing I'm thankful for this month is our second Big Sunday, which is going to be April 30th, and it's special. We, we only do one Big Sunday a month, except this month we're doing two, and it's going to be amazing. It'll be at Vox Cinema just like we normally do, but we're going to have two special guests. Patrick, uh, well, Patrick and his wife, Dee Vandiver, will be here, as well as Pastor Joel Sims. And this, what is this meeting for? What is this gathering for? It's for you. This is a special time, and it's for you. And I want to make sure you're there. I want to uh, invite you to invite anyone. If you think, eh, should I invite this person? The answer is yes. You definitely want to bring uh, friends, family, neighbors, slow-moving people on the sidewalk in front. Just everybody you can uh, get them uh, get them to this meeting because it's going to be uh, a special time. Vox Cinema, April thirtieth. Um, our second big Sunday this month. Yeah, some of us uh, last year met Patrick and Dee Vandiver and Pastor Joel Sims as well. Um, and we were involved with the conference that happened in Turkey. Mm -hmm. And it was life-changing. Yeah. I have to say that what we were part of, both you know with service, but also with receiving and experiencing the Holy Spirit and experiencing what the Lord was doing for, for us, and for others around us was life-changing. And I, I want that to be your experience. I want that to be the experience of each and every single person at Go Church Beirut. So make sure you're there. Don't miss it. Be part of it. Be ready to receive. Yes, absolutely. So let's get right into our series for this month, which is called The King, King on, on a Cross. Cross. It's a good name right very good I've, i'm really enjoying this study uh and i for me i love when we take the truth of the bible and apply it to our everyday life 
and the uh, the subject of eternal life, or what the scriptures call zoe. It's the Greek word uh, that's translated the God kind of life, um, or life the way God has it. This is so good. Yeah. So last week we talked about, last week was week one, mm-hmm. and we talked about the first point, which was the king who came to save us. So we talked about eternal death, or sorry, we talked about spiritual death, yes. and how spiritual death is the opposite of eternal life. Just as Pastor Matt mentioned, there's a difference between light and darkness, and how they can never mix and never coexist, but once the light comes on, darkness disappears. And we talked about being saved and being born again as the first step to experiencing eternal life. And we plan on going deeper and deeper and deeper as we get through this series. But this series is only going to last a month, but your eternal life is... Eternal. Eternal. Yeah. And, and we encourage you to... And, and so also is like um, understanding, spiritually understanding the inheritance of our eternal life. Really, uh, we're focusing on it for this month, but we'll forever be learning what it means to have the God kind of life. That's very exciting to me. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> we can always grow further, you know, grow, grow more in what, what the Lord has for us. We want to always talk about the purpose of our messages and the purpose for our series. So let me just say this, that this month we are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. And with that celebration, we want all of our Go Church family to see and experience what God did for all of us during his death, burial and resurrection and to be able to share what he did for us with others because it also belongs to them yeah and of course in that you can see the really the uh, our vision and values of go church beirut love grow and go we want everyone to experience god's unconditional love and we want to then not just an experience of something that happens in the past, but we want to grow in that love and then go with that love to our world. That's good. So we can experience salvation. We can grow in eternal life and we can go to other people and help them receive theirs. That's so good. That is. So this is what we're talking about today, which is the difference between being saved and being restored. So this week right now we're going to talk about the king who came to restore us and there are really three parts to this that we can talk about and probably there's a lot more but for the sake of the discussion we're trying to think of it in three parts which is part one which is our relationship with him so he restores us back into relationship with him as sons and daughters yeah part two is that he restores us back into his kingdom as citizens of a heavenly kingdom and part three is that he restores us back into our place so our place includes our inheritance and also our responsibilities yeah that's true so let's talk about the first part which is our relationship with him and how he restores our relationship with him 
Well, I mean, let's just look at our, our key verse, which yeah. is um, there in uh, John chapter 3, verse 16. John 3.16, very uh, familiar verse of Scripture, often quoted. Yeah. But uh, no matter how often it's quoted, it never loses its power. And it says, Because God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, so that whoever would believe on Him would not perish, but have eternal life. I love that. I love that verse because you can't be more inclusive than that. Whoever, whoever believes, anyone can do that. It's a choice. Belief is always a choice. And so anyone can choose to receive the free gift that God gave in Jesus. So Jesus is inclusive after all. Yes, absolutely. You can't get more inclusive. That's right. (laughs) Whosoever. Yeah. So that is an invitation, right? That is an invitation into eternal life. That is an invitation to come back into relationship with God. Yeah. And that relationship is family. Yes. You know, that's the, the idea of family originated with God. That's, it's his idea. And Jesus in, in John 17, he's praying right before he was arrested, right before he was beaten, right before he was crucified. We see him praying, and he says, Father, he calls God Father, he says, I have revealed you to those you gave me. How did he reveal, or who did he reveal? God was he revealed him as Father. Yes. Look through the disciples, uh, or th- through the Gospels, and his time with the disciples. He's constantly talking about your Father in heaven. Your Father in heaven. Wow. So he, Jesus, came not just to save us, but to restore us. Restore us to what? To our place in the family with God as our Father. That's amazing. It is. And, you know, you may have not had a healthy relationship with your earthly father. There's too, too many people have that as their story. But it doesn't have to be the end of your story. Because Jesus, he revealed, he revealed God as the father, not a father. The Father who loves you. And he loved you so much, he gave Jesus for you. I want to say, I want to, this reminds me of a, a, a verse in Psalm 27, verse 10, where he says, Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. That's right. And, you know, we're not suggesting that every single parent, you know, is a, is a bad parent, but... What we are suggesting is that no matter what, the Lord sees us as his children. And he made this way for us to come back. Second Corinthians 5 talks about how God reconciled us to himself through Jesus. Oh, man. And so he brought good. us back 
to him. He closed that whole gap, that whole separation that we talked about last week. He closed that all and created this everlasting bridge, this everlasting access that we have to him. Yes. And we also know that the Holy Spirit lives in us and the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are sons and daughters of God, that we are children of God. So we have that in our hearts. God says that about us. And we can say that about God, that He is our Father. So this is what Jesus did. He brought us back into the family that we were always meant to be part of, which is the family of God. And He is our Father and we are His children. Hallelujah. It's so big. Man, that's something to be thankful for. Praise Look, God. Let's let's read Colossians chapter one. Yeah. Um, I want to read nineteen and twenty. Sure. And I'm going to read again from the Truth uh, New Testament. You see, it was God's good purpose to place the fullness of His life in His Son, so that through His life. Wow. Death and resurrection, everything on earth could be brought back to his will and made one with all that is in heaven. And all this has been made possible through the cross. For through the shedding of his blood, the Son has made peace between God and man. Wow. wow. <laughs> so the king who went to the cross to restore us. It, I, I like this because he says, it pleased God, and, and it, was, it was according to his purpose that he put his life. That's what we're talking about. Yes. This, this eternal life. He put this eternal life in Jesus. Why? So that through the giving of this life, he can make peace between God and man. And that word peace there isn't like when war stops. Yeah. It's where wholeness is. It's not, it's not when something stops, like noise stops. Oh, oh, now there's peace. No. It's when there's nothing more that is missing. And the two, in this case, we could say like two halves have been made into one, and you can't tell where one starts yes. and the other one ends. That word peace is so big. It's, it's so big. Yeah. So, Pastor Matt, I, I talked to you about this before, but you know, the, the Lord revealed this word peace to me as something so big. It, he, he revealed it to me as the place of covenant fulfillment. Oh, man, that's good. So, peace is the Praise place God. where the covenant is actively and continuously fulfilled. Yes. And we can see that in the place of peace. So where there is peace between God and man, there is a flow of life. There is a flow of eternal life. There is a, there's a quickening that keeps happening yes. that we can keep enjoying. And there's that place where we see the fulfillment of God's purpose through the relationship with His children, which yeah. is us. Praise God. So there is a, there's so much power in, in this, so much power in these verses. I, I, don't, 
I do want to talk about these other segments as well. Yes. About what the Lord, you know, what, what the King on the cross restored us to, you know. So we talked about our relationship with God as a father. And we can also talk about the second part, which is he restored us back into his kingdom as citizens. We know from scripture that there is a... So Philippians chapter 3 verse 20 says that we have a citizenship in heaven. So we know that there is a, an earthly realm. And you know, when we talk to each other, it's very easy to say, I'm from XYZ country, I have this passport, I have, um, I identify as this kind of race or this kind of person. But the fact is, once we are born again, we're all part of the same kingdom, which is the kingdom of heaven. And we have a citizenship, which is in heaven. So your passport on earth becomes nothing more than a booklet. Yeah. Because that's not your identity anymore. And the fact is, you are restored into his kingdom. So restored into his kingdom, that, that truth of the plan of salvation is, it's, it's necessary for us to grasp so that we can uh, live out the fullness of what he has called us to do. And like you said, you know, we probably all know people, maybe they have two passports. Like they have uh, this one and maybe they have, they have uh, a different country. But having that heavenly passport, for lack of a better word, that heavenly citizenship, that's actually what Paul calls it in Philippians, heaven, a citizen of heaven, um, it's what Jesus talked about all the time, uh, being in the kingdom, means that you have and you are affected and governed by the rules, laws, ways of that world, that realm, not just this one. That's so good. And, and that's... So with citizenship comes rights. With citizenship comes rights. And those rights are not found in a constitution um, behind a piece of glass in some capital. But it is written in the blood of Jesus and is in heaven. So, Pastor Matt, I'm going to read the passage of Scripture. As long as you promise you don't scream too loud. Okay. Okay, great. <laughs> Turn my Col microphone. Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 through to 14. And giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. That's what we were talking about last week. And brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This just ties so many things up so, together. So look at this because, again, you know, we talked about this when we just introduced it. Some people, they they fall on this trap they fall into this trap of condemnation now this is a bible verse and it is written to you it's written to the church in Colossae, but if it was if it applied to the church in Colossae, it applies to the church in beirut and there in verse 14 it says um, he has made you worthy he has made you qualified. Yeah. You are 
just read it again. Giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people. Qualified. I'm qualified to share. That would do you good to say that out loud. I am qualified to share in my inheritance yes. in Christ. Praise God. The the truth New Testament, which I have here in front of me, it says, it is God who made you worthy. Oh. <laughs> you know what? That means it's not me that made me worthy. That means it's not um, the number of times I've done it right or the number of times I've done it wrong. Jesus made me a worthy to enjoy and partake in his inheritance. Yeah. He restored us to that place. So if last week was the first time that you prayed to receive salvation through Jesus, you need to understand that at that very moment, you received mail, and that mail was your heavenly passport. Amen. <laughs> and you have the rights that come with that passport, and you have the qualification to enjoy your full inheritance. That's actually part three. So when we are restored, we're restored back into our place. And our place involves our inheritance as well as our responsibilities. But we see from several verses of scripture, but let me, let me read Romans chapter 8, verse 17. It says, Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. So we see here that because we're restored, because we're restored back into the family, and because we're restored back into the kingdom, we are heirs. What does an heir own? Every single thing that the father owns. Every single thing that the father owns. Yeah. So we inherit all these things that the father has put in us. So I think, I think that's a good place to turn back to John chapter 16. Because that question is, is not something I just want to skip over. I love um, these, these final chapters in John where Jesus is talking. And we know from, from John chapter 17 that he's not just talking to the disciples, but he's talking to those who would believe on him through what the disciples did. And that includes me and you. Yeah. And um, <laughs> when, when you say, uh, what does an heir own? Just th think about that. He, what, what does an, if, if we are heirs, Paul said that we are in an heir, meaning uh, the one who inherits. John chapter 16 says, verse 15, all things that the Father has are mine. <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's pretty clear <laughs> sorry Wh what <laughs> john chapter 16 verse 15 all things that the father has are mine therefore said i unto you that he shall take of mine and show it unto you that word show actually means to transmit and to make available and tangible for you 
It reminds me of the, the words of Jesus where he also says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All. All. <laughs> Everything. And, um, and then he said, therefore go. Therefore go. Therefore go and do what? Make disciples. And in really. What, in that authority, right? In that authority. In that very thing that God gave him. It got passed to us. Yeah, so the inheritance has a purpose, and the purpose is the spread or the publishing of the gospel. And really, that's what we're doing right now. We're, uh, this, this podcast, this, this time of talking together, what we're doing is we're building in each of us that picture of a disciple, this, oh, wait, I'm a citizen of heaven. Wait, my, my rights are not based on where I was born naturally, but I've been born again. Wait, it is God himself, the creator. He made me worthy and able and qualified to enjoy and participate in this rich inheritance. He's made me an heir. And I can say with Jesus, all things that the Father has are mine. And what is all this for? So I can tell others. Praise God. And I mean, this is good news. So we have to tell other people. <laughs> so we're actually running out of time. But before we close, I just want to say one more thing, which is during our grow group this week, we're going to be talking about the parable of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. And Specifically, we, we encourage conversation around this very subject about the king who came to restore us and to restore our relationship with him as sons and daughters, to restore us back into his kingdom and to restore us into our place with our inheritance. We can see all of those points tied up beautifully in this parable of the prodigal son. So we encourage you all to read it ahead of time think about this think about this the king who came to restore you in these three areas yeah and how you see that in this picture of the parable of the prodigal son you mean the parable parable of the loving father that's right, <laughs> that's right. so uh if no one told you yet today i want to tell you that we love you we're expecting god's best for you and i'm thankful that you're taking the time to uh, study these things with us, not just on the podcast, but in our grow groups. 